You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far, he'll change your oil or fix your flat, and he'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al. Get it. <laughs> hey, hello, everybody, and welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage, another episode. You know, we've been on the air for 18 seasons. That's why I got all this gray hair. Wow. If I have any hair at all. <laughs> oh, so now you're old enough to drink. Or uh, do you have to be 19? Actually, I got hair because well, we I'm, do one more year. I'm below the hairline. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, Alan's got a cold, so if he sounds sexy this morning, that's Whoa, because he's, he's got that morning voice. <laughs> What's that guy? That, that, that the, the fellow that had that, you know, Barry White. Barry White. Barry White. Big yeah, White. we love you so much. Oh, baby. Uh, baby. Today we are going to be uh, talking with Fred DeFrancesco. Fred is actually one of the leading insurance experts in Canada. Uh, he's uh, actually he's Freddie who set us up on Instagram this morning. It's pretty good. I like that. It's all set up for you, David. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing it for forty years. He's currently the consultant for the National Insurance Brokerage Association, and uh, you've been teaching, too, for many years as well. I have for many, many years, but I'm a consultant right now for a large uh, national uh, broker, not not the association, I'm oh, okay. a large national yeah. broker. So we're going to be talking about things such as autonomous vehicles and their insurance things, liabilities, who owns the car, things that we don't even know about yet. That we're gonna find I, out. You know what? When my wife has always given me heck for not paying attention, I said, well, why don't you drive, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> is that autonomous or that's, you know, life dominant? Autonomous, I guess Not you call going it. there. Uh, I'll tell you later what I was talking about. <laughs> Trevor Hatch is going to call in at the uh, middle of the hour, at the bottom of the hour, and uh, we're going to be right back. We already have a lady on the phone with a question about Equinox rusting doors, Ooh. and we're going to take her first because then we'll get on topic. Uh, I looked this up uh, oh, actually a while ago, and there is a recall on that. Okay. Uh, this it? is Dave's Corner Garage. Yeah. If you've got a car care question, give us a call right now. We'll yeah, be- and we come back. Judy from Pickering's will be in the air. Woohoo! Woo! Okay, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Dave Redinger with Alan Gelman and Freddie DeFrancesco. Just a couple notes before we get started. We are now on Instagram. We've joined the 21st century. You have. I can't believe it. <laughs> and, we're, and listen, listen, we're looking for our listeners to tune into Instagram. Let us know that you're there. Yeah. Okay, and we have an app. We have our own app now. So if you want to go to davescornergarage.com, there's a, a bar there. You click on it. And the last thing I'm going to do before we talk to Judy is tell you we have a contest going on. From Salem, we're giving away a set of four 50-yard line tickets. They're worth $1,000, a 250 apiece. The four tickets it. or four tires? No, that, no that's first prize. Is four tickets oh, four tickets, worth okay. Apiece, uh, October 21st when they're playing the Blue Bombers. Blue Bombers. <laughs> and uh, second prize is a set of Salem tires. Not that Salem is second, but the second prize is a set of Salem tires for your light car truck. Good. Good stuff. And we're on the phone with Judy. And Judy, good morning. How are you? 
Oh, great. How are you today? Any day you wake up is a great <laughs> a day. day. <laughs> Judy, what year is your Equinox? Uh, 2012, and you mentioned the recall, and it has been back for the recall. It went in for a week. They worked on it. Yeah. I thought everything was hunky-dory. Now the rust has come back, and the dealership is saying, too bad, so sad. Unless if you want it fixed, you've got to pay for it. I also bought the rust module when I bought it new, and I, I, I'm sure everybody's giggling in the background. Yeah, well, um, here's the situation. No, more like a fuzz, actually. <laughs> How long ago did you have this done? 2015. Oh, so it's over the time. So the car was only three years old to begin with. Correct. And yeah. and were you actually seeing rust? Was the the paint bubbling? Yes, yes, at the, the base of the door. Right. Yes. Uh, no, on, on all four doors. Yes. And and what did they do? Did they clean it up and repaint it? Uh, they didn't repaint it. They put some kind of a sealant on it, mm -hmm. like a um, like a clear sealant, like a strip. I don't know what exactly it's made of. Yeah, but okay. So really, at the end of the it. day, they didn't really do a whole lot. It sounds like. Well, um, well I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a woman. I don't know this stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. But but you identified. You saw the rust to begin with, right? Oh, oh yes. And that it was part of the recall. They said bring it in. They kept it for a week, fixed it, and I figured that was the end of it. So my question is, do I just get you know get it patched up again and get rid of it, or do I do crown rust control, or what do I do? Okay, here's what you can do. One, get an estimate for the amount of repair. Yes. Uh, find out if they're willing to be involved in it, and they're obviously going to say no. Go yes. to small claims court. And sue them. Okay. What, the dealership? Yep. Oh, not, not, okay. Sue the dealership, okay? And something's going to happen. They're not going to want to court, go to court. Oh, okay. okay. Going to small claims court, you can go up to $25,000, but I imagine this repair is probably in the 1500 to 2000 range. Yes. Okay. okay. Then, uh, in the meantime, we take lots of pictures of it and everything else, but I would suggest that you get it repaired and pay for it. Because okay. um, the doors may just puncture. They may just have holes perforated, right? Well, then they look like heck. Yeah. Yeah. And then if the, after it's all done, let me know, and I'll arrange for you to have it sprayed by Crown, and they won't charge you for it. Oh, that's marvelous. Thank you so much. Okay. You guys are wonderful. Well, Love you. Thank you <laughs> so much. All right. Thanks okay. for listening, and okay. uh, have a great long weekend. Thank you, Judy. Bye-bye. Alrighty, so um, we have Freddie with us. Fred is uh, an absolute genius. I've known Freddie for over 35 years. He was my first insurance agent when I started the business, and he's still my insurance agent. I was, only, I, I was only 10 years old at the I time. When I retired, Dave. yeah. <laughs> Did he insure that old Fiat that you drove? No. You know what I had at that time? I had a, a, a diesel truck, a little Nissan diesel truck, which we converted to a tow truck. Remember that? And we had the two little Hondas. Yeah. Remember that? And you had a Fiero that kept catching No, that was... <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where the back wheels were going in a different direction. Yeah, that's right. They were sideways. So here's a question for you. We, we're talking about autonomous vehicles, and the legalities of autonomous vehicles is that nobody's driving. So the question I had for you is who is at fault in the event of an accident with an autonomous vehicle? Well, it could be various people at fault, David. First of all, uh, you are the owner of that automobile, as you are today. Of course, if you lend your car to someone and that, that someone gets involved in an accident, you, the owner of the car, gets dragged in to the lawsuit as well. So even though you own an autom uh, autonomous vehicle and you're not operating that vehicle, you are in fact still the owner and you can get dragged into a lawsuit for uh, vicarious, li vicarious liability. However, that product manufacturer, the manufacturer of that vehicle may be held responsible primarily. And that manufacturer, of course, will be carrying something called products liability. Yeah. 
And that manufacturer, of course, I mean, he could be held, ne- or that manufacturer could be held ne- uh, negligent uh, for various reasons. I mean, there could be manufacturing defects, there could be design defects in the vehicle, or there could be failure to warn people that there's a defect on that particular vehicle. But because of strict liability, they're still going to be held responsible for the actions of that car they sold you. Now, a fellow lost his life in a Tesla, unfortunately, last year. He, it was a, it's autonomous, was driving along apparently autonomously. Uh, he, they're supposed to have their hands on the wheel. He didn't, and the thing went under a truck. And so they had to redesign the system, apparently, from what I heard, was that the radar for the vehicle was actually set too low or too high, one of the others. Now, in a case like that, is there any legislation to... Uh there's I, I, there's no legislation in place yet, at least here in the province of Ontario, having to deal with autonomous automobiles. Yeah. However, I'm sure that Tesla, being the, the size that they are, uh, it did have proper insurance, that yeah. is products liability insurance. And, of course, individuals operating the vehicles at the time probably had signed some sort of disclaimers as well. I think we have to worry more about the, the, the truck operator, of course, that sustained damages here as well, and I'm sure Tesla... Products yeah. liability looked after that. All right. All right, guys, the show's not autonomous. means we got to take a break. Can you hear the music? No, actually, my mic's not working. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. If you've got any car care question for us, give us a call right now. All righty, Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, you can hear us on the web, by the way, at davescornergarage.com. You can enter the contest. You can go on Instagram. You can win football tickets. We are like like so into the the new generation. I can't believe it. So I heard a rumor the other day that says there's a great unsubstantiated rumor. If electric cars are not participating in a road tax because of not purchasing gasoline, mm-hmm. how is the government going to replace all that money? Right, because as it is right now. That's how the the government gets their money is by selling gasoline that's yes. taxed. So and, any kind of electric car, you don't get to pay road tax. Is not paying road tax, right? And plus, uh, we already charge them road tax because they buy plates. So the rumor was that the plates or the tags, as they call them in the states, will cost up to twenty five hundred dollars annually. Wow! So is that fake news or not? but the reality is they need to get money if all these cars remember when diesels came out and the diesel gas was so cheap everyone was buying diesel because you got great gas mileage and the fuel is so cheap and then all of a sudden it's gone to be more expensive than gasoline so um, maybe next week you'll have to get the uh, the the, the MOT uh well I was going to get Dan Teague because he's a real specialist on all this stuff okay but I didn't get him this morning he was sleeping Anyhow, so there's... Uh, there's I think he was in line at a gas pump trying to get gas somewhere. Something <laughs> to think about. Uh, on the phone, we have uh, Barry. Oh, Ken. No, we got Ken, Ken and Barry. Ken and Barry. Or is it Carrie and Ben? <laughs> or is it Barbie and Ben? Kenny, how are you? Ken, how are you? <laughs> Ken? Ken, that's me. Yep. Okay. Yes. You have a question. Go ahead. Uh, I got a question. Uh, I listen to your show every week. Super. i caller. Uh, I have a 2014 uh, Ford Edge, uh-huh. and uh, the uh, battery, the uh, uh, you know the Terminals? positive terminal, mm-hmm. yeah, it piled up with uh, corrosion, you know, yeah, and uh, the, like uh, the battery's uh, just three years old, like it came in it, and I just wonder what causes that corrosion. Well, what it's caused by is when the fumes that come off the battery, because the battery has sulfuric acid inside, right. and as it charges and heats up, the fumes come out of the vent. There is a vent on the top of the battery, right. and when that, those fumes can attack the lead that's on the post or you know, in, the, in the battery. Has it been working fine for you? Yeah, well, now, 
being truthful, since this, the battery, if you run the radio and sit around for 15 minutes, it won't start. Well, all right, you know what? what? Actually, Kenny, what you need at this point is a new battery. Yeah. yeah you, you know what? I phoned you once at your garage once, and you told me the same thing about my Montana. No, you... It was charging the top half of the battery, but not the bottom. Ah, okay, now to clean that off, by the way, just a little bit of baking soda and water. Yep. And that'll clean it off, but it looks like you need a battery. You need a battery, yeah. Yeah, and... well, I'm, uh, unfortunately, I'm uh, two weeks out of warranty. I would still go in. Time. No, I would you still know, go in. Give them a call. Maybe uh, there's a little bit of leeway there. What yeah, kind of yeah. battery is it? Do you know? I don't know what makes. I, I don't know. A Ford battery, I guess. I, I okay. No I'll give the Ford dealer a call. Yeah, because batteries work differently. They work like, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, prorated. Prorated. As you much pay as, for a percentage of use. Yeah. As more you use it, the uh, more you pay. But I think usually they're for like five years. Okay, so let me go on. We're going to talk to Fred again. All right, thanks for calling, Kenny, and make sure you get that battery before winter because it's coming and that car won't start. We were in the green room talking about, you know, what we're going to talk about the show. Fred came up with something really interesting. You're living in a condo. You got your car parked there for the winter because you're not driving it because it's a Corvette convertible, silver with red interior. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it. It's not convertible, dude. <laughs> it's the coupe. Okay, so you parked that car for the winter. You took insurance off it because you're not using it, right? And you're going to save all that money. And somebody whacks your car while it's parked there. You're not even involved in it. And apparently they have no liability to repair your car? Absolutely, David. Uh, your car must be insured in the province of Ontario in order for you to collect damages someone may cause to your particular vehicle. If your vehicle is not insured and someone runs into you, yeah. uh, you have no rights of recovery from them. And, of course, you'll have no insurance whatsoever because you didn't have any insurance on it. So, well, you know, what uh, you know, we may want to discuss or, or the callers may want to call in on is what do I do when I park my my toy for the winter. Not just your toy, but say, for instance, you don't have insurance. There's a lot of guys have insurance has lapsed or their driver's license has been suspended and they're still out there putting around. So the reality is what happens in a case like that where you, you've, you don't have a driver's license and you had insurance but didn't tell them that you lost your driver's license – you bang somebody, what happens? Well, if you don't have a driver's license, of course, uh, because you lost your driver's license, and of course you cannot drive that vehicle and you are driving that vehicle, there is an exclusion under the general conditions of the policy. And of course, uh, uh, what would probably happen is that uh, any injuries you cause to someone will be protected by your policy, but your policy, because of absolute liability, will then recover from you because you should not have been operating that oh, vehicle. Oh, so they'll pay the, the third party out? They will pay out the third party. The third party will always be protected. The third party should not suffer in any way because of um, of you not having insurance. Uh, but, I mean, in this particular case, you you told me you did have a policy, of yeah. course, in place. You just violated, of course, one of the policy conditions. Third party will be looked after to the tune of a maximum of $200,000 in the province of Ontario, and then your insurance company has the right to recover from you. I love it. Okay. You know what? I'm calling Judge Judy because that's just not fair. Okay. <laughs> you know, you run into me, and I'm not even in my car. I don't believe you. I, you got to get... You gotta I got to get paid for it. It's not my fault. It's all your fault, Al. You don't understand. You work for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're done. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Well, that doesn't sound right. Better call Dave's Corner Garage. To reach Dave and Alan on Zoomer Radio, call 416-360-0740. 
or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. Or send your plea for help to davescornergarage.com. It's a fact. Crown is the only rust control company endorsed by the CAA. Why? Well, here are a few more facts. Crown has the best product, the best warranty, and the best service. They're the best at what they do. That's why the CAA recommends Crown exclusively for your car. Visit your local Crown Rust Control Center today or visit crownwithak.com. Crown. Protect. Maintain. Save. I gotta get out of my car lease. I'm looking for a car. I want to make sure I don't overpay for my new truck. Here's the solution to all of these challenges. To get out of a lease, use Canada's tried and true leasebusters.com. It's safe, it's easy, and it's approved by the leasing company. And to get the best price on a new vehicle, join carcostcanada.com. So go to leasebusters.com to get out of your lease. And for the best price on your next car, join carcostcanada.com. It's better than free. If it's true that Salen all-season tires deliver a quiet and smooth ride and maximum tread life for around half the cost of the competition's tire, then shouldn't everyone be switching to Salen all-season tires? You'd think so. Then again, not everyone is as smart as you. Take Salen with you through every turn. Find a dealer at salentires.ca and drive smart on Salen all-season tires. Hey, it's Dave's Corner Garage. The garage door is wide open. I'm with Alan Gelman. I'm right Fred here. Fred DeFrancesco. And the, the question was, when we were before we went on break, was we parked the car in our condo or our house. Right, apartment. and it's our summer toy, and we don't need insurance in the wintertime. What do we do that we still have coverage? Well, listen, first and foremost, you've got to ask yourself, where am I leaving this particular vehicle? If you're in a condo and you're leaving it in uh, in the underground, there's always a risk of somebody running into it. Right. Now, if that's the case, you don't want to call your broker and say, hey, remove all coverages except fire and theft. Well, if you do that, then, of course, you have no liability coverage, which means you have no direct compensation coverage, which means if you have no coverage, you cannot take action against the individual who runs into it. Right. So you you're stuck. Them, can't sue you them cannot. Private? You cannot in the province of Ontario. Wow. So what you want to do is you want to make sure you call your broker, mm-hmm. you call your agent, call your insurance company and say, hey, listen, I just want my coverage suspended. And they apply a special endorsement to the policy, which still provides you liability for the purpose of ownership only, not driving it. So in other words, you can't drive it, but you can't still have it. the same coverage as you normally would even though the car is parked. As the owner. And somebody Perfect. runs into it, we now have the direct compensation functioning in the province of Ontario, and your vehicle will be repaired. I am sure. If I don't have insurance, the guy whacked my car, I'm going to get the money somehow. <laughs> You'll call Pasquale <laughs> down the street. Yeah, Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Marie in Paris. Marie, how are you today? Mary? Hello. Mary, hi. hi. Yeah, hi, Dave. Hey. Um, I have a question. Uh, my car is a 1997 Ford Escort wagon, and thank you for the salient tires last year. Oh, I remember this lady. Yes, yeah. the little okay. red car. Pardon me? The little red one. Yes, yes, dear. Right. Yeah. Okay, now I'm 85, 
uh, and I uh, don't do uh, out-of-town driving unless I'm just going to Brantford. Uh, and what, how much insurance should I have on my car? Because every dollar counts at my age. Well, first and foremost, Mary, you do have to carry liability insurance, of course. And I wouldn't drive around in the province of Ontario for anything under a million dollars of liability. Because remember, Mary, you could run into anyone, anytime. You could bump a bus filled with, uh, you know, 30 or 40 people. Now, for the purpose of coverage to your own vehicle, you have to ask yourself, look, at do I really have to buy life insurance on my car that's a 1997? Is it really worth it? I would say to you, Mary, it is not worth it. And, but, no. of course, if something does happen to that vehicle, you have to understand that no one's going to pay you for the damages yeah. to it unless, Mary, unless, Mary, you're innocent in the accident. Even mm. though you have no collision coverage on it and you are innocent in an accident, your vehicle will be repaired. So the other party will pay for repairs? No, no the other party will not. Under the direct compensation in the province, yeah. Mary's own insurance company will repair her vehicle to the degree of her innocence. So she's 100% innocent. Even though she has no collision, it will be repaired. Mary, you're 85. You're definitely not innocent. <laughs> Listen, Dave, I can tell you a few stories, buddy. <laughs> Start now, Mary. <laughs> All right, so the so idea is... So that's some great advice. I mean, so, so, so Mary, you can yeah. drop the insurance. You just have to drive safe. Drop the collision coverage. No, I, I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that I have protection. But, but like I say, if my car were hit, it's a write-off. So. Right, exactly. Well, you, you, you don't want to drop your insurance, Mary. You want to drop the collision coverage well, only. That's, That's the only correct. Thing? That's the only thing. Yeah, because yeah. you could replace your car for like twenty five hundred dollars for one that you know something you can use that's more modern. Yeah. Well, you know, Dave, how much longer am I going to be driving, eh? Well, I see women one hundred nine years old. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you go to the tests all the time? Pardon me. Do you do the test? Like, would you go in every? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was the third one to be congratulated because I passed the last time. My, my, I remember my mother went in. She was 82, and she says, everybody's old in there. And I go, Mom. <laughs> and you know what she did? She sold the guy a car. <laughs> oh, right. Well, that was a question, too, whether I should even think about buying another used car. You know, it's... Uh... Well, you know what? I have to be honest with you. A car represents a lot more than just a piece of equipment. It's freedom. It's a way to get around in case of emergency. Yeah, so... and I've been single for 40 years, and, uh, you know, I... I'm... I could tell you a funny joke about that, too, but I'm not going to say Okay, sweetie. <laughs> Listen, have a great morning. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Bye-bye, Mary. Take care. Okay. Um, we were talking also about... You want to go back to the phones? Sure. Okay. Let's do the phones. We'll do it for any second. Yeah, we've got Norman Richmond Hill. has got an issue with a caravan. Norm, what can we do for you today? Hi. How you doing? Great, thanks. What's up? Um, I, the oil light of my caravan comes on. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'll be driving along. All of a sudden, it comes on. Yep. And I might drive for 20 kilometers, stop, start it up, it goes off, mm -hmm. and then I keep driving, it'll come on again. Does this, and the oil level's okay, obviously. Yeah, and I checked there, gas caps, oil levels, everything. No, 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 no. Okay, well then, you know what, what I would do is probably swap out the oil pressure switch. It's quite inexpensive anyways. Um, I can't imagine it's worth more than 15 or $20. It could be that the oil pressure switch is not working properly. Do you have any telltale signs? Like, do you ever actually see any oil dripping on the ground? No. No? It's always, it's always good. Yeah, like I say, I, I would have someone check it. I mean, the mechanic can check it with a manual gauge where, where they actually just take out the oil pressure switch, screw in a manual gauge, yes. and look and see what the pressure is at idle. Um, what's the mileage on the vehicle? 
Uh, it's only got 85,000. Yeah, so, you know, it shouldn't have any issue in terms of bearing wear or something like that. Um, I, again, I'm thinking it's just the switch itself. Did it just happen, or did was this going on for quite a while? Well, that's a funny thing. About three years ago, I was doing it, and it went away. And then all of a sudden, the last couple of weeks, it started doing it again. You know what? I'm thinking maybe that's it's a faulty uh, oil filter. Oh, really? Yeah, and and when, when, when it finally pops and it goes through the bypass... That it's allowing the oil to go through. What was the last oil change we did? Yeah, you're right. I had it changed about a month ago. Why don't you um, get them to swap out the filter and try another filter before we go crazy? Okay. Right? I've had that, uh, well, years ago when we were doing uh, servicing. Sometimes the filters are defective. They'll blow out or they'll leak or whatever. This may just be a faulty oil filter. Oh, great. I'll try that then. Okay, good. All right, Thank thanks, you. Norm. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. All right, bye-bye. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back. Uh, Trevor Hutchison from Crown. We know not to call him the Crown Prince to his face, but we do anyways. <laughs> and uh, we want to remind you that we're on Instagram, and we've got an app on the thing, and we've got a big contest going on, davescornergarage.com, and it's Dave's Corner Garage on Instagram. I'm getting used to this. All right, way to go. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right I back. I feel younger. <laughs> Hey, it's Dave, and I'm listening to Trevor Hutchison from Crown. Trevor, good morning. How are you? Good morning, David. Things are good. Yeah, listen, um, the season is changing. It's officially September the 1st. Fall is September the 21st. And, or is it October? I don't remember. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Anyhow, you guys are starting to really get busy. It, it is. It, it's almost like as soon as Labor Day comes, uh, it, it, it's takeoff. And so you'll you'll see people start getting their vehicles ready for fall and winter. And, uh, you know, the way our weather pattern's been, you know, who knows how heavy a winter we're going to have. But yeah. uh, the message is pretty much the same in the maintenance business. Get it done early, you know, get it done right, and get yourself looked after. Well, you've always said that, and you're better off getting it done in a little bit when the weather's a little bit warmer because it creeps into those cracks and crevices. Yeah, it, it, it's so true, Alan. It's, you know, there, there's a couple of advantages. One is, is from a consumer point of view, is doing it at a time where you've got some time uh, and you can get in when you want. Like I, I was telling David earlier this morning that for a lot of our shops, uh, October, November is kind of the uh, month of February when everybody wants to go away where it's warm. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot harder to get the selection you want. It's, it's no difference with us and, and a lot of mechanical services that are fall heavier that way, too, that if you want to get in, getting in early will allow you some flexibility in your schedule and timing as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, people wait till the last minute until the weatherman says it's going to snow tomorrow and then decide it's time to get the winter tires put on. Yeah, of course. Um, That's right. And then I always tell people, you know, make that appointment early. Uh, if the shop is not busy, they're not going to be rushing. They're going to be taking their time and doing a better job. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's so true, too. And a lot of times people come in, and, and most people don't get under their vehicles. They've never been under it before. And when we do our inspection on vehicles, we want a chance to take a look at things, note any damage, any areas of concern, uh, because sometimes uh, people have, uh, things rusted that they're not even aware of. They may of have body damage, and and we may be recommending that they go to uh, to a body shop or a mechanical shop to get certain work done before getting their vehicle sprayed. For, uh, I have always always been asked if I had it sprayed last winter, do I spray it this winter or can I skip a year? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, our answer is going to be don't don't skip a year, and, yeah. and we we compare it to the analogy of skipping oil changes, mm-hmm. um, because you know when when you look at at you know is it is it a financial issue that you're skipping? Is it a, a hassle of going in that you're skipping? Uh, well, you know, we we understand it because we're all consumers as well. But if we're looking at it from a financial point of view, and you're going to keep your vehicle, it really doesn't make sense to not protect it. Uh, it kind of is counterintuitive. Uh, the fact is, too, is that our, our winters and our springs and our falls are so moisture heavy in our climate uh, that it, it wouldn't really be a wise maintenance move to not do it every year. You know, it's interesting. I, I still buy and sell vehicles wholesale. And when a vehicle has those holes with the buttons on it, like your 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 plugs, it actually sells easier than the one with the exact same vehicle without the rust proofing, because they kind of are confident that the underneath is going to be okay and there's going to be no no secrets, no surprises. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know what the other thing it says to people is is the people that do rust protection on their vehicle are also the ones. Uh, you know, that rotate their tires, yeah. that do good mechanical service. It does. It, it says to people, you know, if I'm buying a used vehicle, they don't just protect the body. But if they're doing that, they're doing other regular maintenance. That's a vehicle I'd want to buy. Yeah, it's exactly right. And, then, and the other thing I will tell you is a car is written off because mechanically it's failed. But the body's still in great condition, and it breaks my heart to throw those cars out. It's just, uh, it's just, I, I don't know how to explain it, but to me, it's just wrong. Yeah, yeah, something's not, something's definitely not not right about it. But you, you can, you can see, like we, we deal with, uh, we've talked about this a number of times. A lot of uh, fleets across the country, and and typically, fleet operators will send their vehicles to auction. Uh, but you know, we've got a customer that's up in the. Uh, uh, region of Peel area, and they sent a bunch of Dodge vans out uh, that they had kept for eight years, mm-hmm. and, they, and they had, you know, relatively uh, decent mileage on them, under 160,000 Ks. Um, <laughs> but similar vans uh, got twelve to fourteen hundred dollars less for them than these ones did, and and the difference that was highlighted was because they had crown stickers on the back of yeah. the window. Yeah, I remember once I sent you a rear hatch out of a Honda from 1985. And it looked great, eh? With not a mark on it. Not a mark on it, true. All right, Trev, thanks for joining us. We do have to run. Have yourself a great long weekend. Yep. And uh, go ahead, Trev. I was going to say, have a safe weekend, everybody. And thanks very much uh, for all the support. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Crown is available at crown.com. There's always coupons there. And we're going to be having... uh, gift cards from crown available next week so make sure you tune in and let me know and i'll get you some stuff there you go okay good stuff this is dave's corner garage we'll be right back cuvs suvs and uh you know what a cuv is cuv is a cute uh, a cute utility vehicle cute a little bit smaller sport utility vehicle Uh uh-huh ipo is um, I don't know. Initial public <laughs> offer. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, we're going to go to phones just for a second. Uh, of course, there's that heavy, heavy storm in Texas. Harvey uh, been involved in the flood. Uh, we were driving in West Virginia, and 
The river rose 21 feet and washed us away, so I know exactly what these folks are going through. It's We were there, stuck in the mountains for three days. Um, so but this, part of the story is that all these new car dealerships with hundreds Do you know how many? Thousands. Do you know how many? I listened yesterday on the report. Yeah. There's 300,000 vehicles that have been written off or will be written off yes. as a result of this. 300,000. So and what are they going to do with those cars? Well, here's what happens. They, they, I hate to say is they wash the titles. <laughs> <laughs> they'll go to some state where they, they'll rewrite, they'll rewrite the, the VIN numbers and what the hell they do. And these cars, some of them turn up in Canada. Uh, when Katrina was in, we got flood cars in Quebec and flood cars in Ontario. Tell me something. What does the insurance company do if the guy, he's got 400 cars in stock, but he only has insurance for 200 cars? So he's underwater. He's, he's underwater. You, mean, you mean in the U.S.? Yeah. Well, in this particular case, you'll have a dealer's policy, you'll have a garage policy, and, yeah. uh, and, and of course, it'll be on a blanket basis. Each car won't, and it'll be insured on a value basis. You might have a million dollars of inventory. So, of course, if these vehicles yeah. get damaged, their comprehensive coverage will, of course, protect but them. But it happened to us once. We had, a, we had too many cars to stock, and we had a hailstorm. All right? We were, we were insured, I think, like for 50 cars on, on the lot. We had too many. We had like 70 cars on the lot. So we had what's called co-insurance. There is a co-insurance penalty, David, if you're not accurate to the number of vehicles that you you do have on the lot as far as physical damage to your own vehicles themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. But what you want to make sure, most importantly, is that you, the values of your inventory are accurate. It's like insuring uh, you know, an inventory of shoes in your retail uh, shoe shop. Uh, with a dealer, with a garage operation that sells automobiles, you want to do the same thing. You want to make sure that that value, of course, is accurate to insure all your automobiles. So even for your house and for your personal your stuff? Your house, your store, your your, your your building, your commercial building, you want to make sure that you're always insured to value. That is one of the most important things. One thing you told me, and which we did, we go around our house once a year with the camera and we take pictures of every room. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, in the event of a loss, uh, you're, you're, you're given a document by your insurance company to fill in, of course, all the items that uh, have been damaged or stolen. And listen, I mean, you can't remember how many, how many pairs of underwear you have. And have of course you, you have a hundred. And of course, well, that, and there was the pair that your wife was wearing. Cheese. Remember you forgot to knock and yeah. she was going to kill you? So great what idea. What are you doing? Get the hell out of here. So great idea, David. What you do is uh, you get a camera and you go into every room in your, uh, uh, at home and you yeah. snap a picture of everything. And go to the credenza and uh, snap a picture of all your valuable uh, dishware and what have you, and hang on to that. In the event of a loss, it's all there in front of you and for the adjuster it's as well. Stuff, yeah. All, all right. right. We're going to go back to uh, our phone calls now. We've got Harold in Burlington who's got an escape. What's going on, Harold? Uh, hi, guys. I have a 2006 Ford Escape. Uh-huh. Right? Well, it's not mine. It's my wife's. But anyways, uh, I decided to change the PCV valve. Right. So uh, bear with me because I'm totally blind. So everything I do is with my hands, of course. Mm -hmm. I pulled it out, and um, I was feeling it, and uh, there's no no little ball inside of the one that came with the truck. Shake it. I shook it. There's nothing. I can put my finger right through. It's not good. There's nothing there. Well, it it may have fallen out. Well... I thought of that, but then I went to the dealership and I bought the original, Mm -hmm. put it in, and the truck won't run right. It it goes on the high RPM in the morning mm-hmm. or in the afternoon, and then it won't come down for about three or four minutes. And when it comes down, it doesn't. It has an um, uh, une- uneven idle. How's that? Uh, that sounds to me like it's a different issue. It's not the PCV valve. Oh, 
All right. It sounds that that what you're describing is a go back to the old days when we used to have a choke. Yes. Okay. And the choke would keep the mixture rich because the engine was cold, and that's how it ran. Yep. Nowadays, it's all done by computer, but the sensor is the coolant temperature sensor that actually controls that, right? Right. Okay. Where would I find that, Dave? Uh, you can't find it that easy. Oh. It was usually about the th- near the thermostat housing. Well, question, well, Harold. You've been driving it now for a bit, like this. Uh, the wife's been driving it. And it her... Did she tell you that any warning lights have come on? No warning lights come on, but you can drive all the way to Montreal, and then when you pull over to a service center, it's still on that high. Okay. Then you got to go back and have somebody do a, a scope check on it. Okay. Put, put a diagnostic tool on it, and it'll tell you what the coolant temperature sensor is seeing, what the computer is seeing, and why is it throwing high RPM. Of course. Okay. I never even thought of that. All right. You're ab- yeah. Okay. That's really great. And plus, I just wanted to say, I bought my first set of sailing tires for my PT, Weiss PT Cruiser. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Amazing. Yeah, they rake tires. I just got. Now I was going to tell you something else. By the way, it's only your wife's car till it breaks. Then it becomes your car. Well, that's unfortunate (laughs) for me, but it's always the wallet that has to open. (laughs) All right, Harold. Thanks for calling in. Have yourself a great weekend. Your car broke down again. (laughs) (laughs) This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. (laughs) Okay. Uh, this is our last break, and um, we're going to talk to Freddie about rental cars because everybody's going holidays. If you're calling in, hang on to the line, and we'll talk to you after the show ends so that you're not holding on for nothing. The information's free, but it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, here, that's, I've always had that question. I go to the rental car company, and they tell me it's 9 bucks a day for insurance. And then the way they sell it is, hey, bud, you know, when you have an accident... You're going to uh, walk away from driving into any problems. Remember the Seinfeld? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have a car for me? Uh, no, but I reserved it. Uh, no, no, it depends where you're renting, Dave, and that's very, very important. If you're if you're renting in Ontario, if you're renting in some of the provinces in Canada, it's much, the laws are much different than the laws in the U.S. If you're going on holidays, you're going to fly down, you're going to rent a car out of Florida, make sure you advise your insurance company here in Canada that you're going down there, and there will be a special endorsement attached to your policy here in Canada, of course, that when you go down there, uh, you could rent a car and have that million dollars of Canadian uh, Hang on one second. So, Freddie, I'm going to Florida December the 13th. (laughs) So what you're saying, Fred, is that the insurance that they're offering you at the rental counter, you don't have to buy it. Absolutely. I wouldn't give them a cent for it. That's where where they make most of their money, Alan, is on the insurance, not on the car rental. Now, would you suggest you get some kind of printout or or piece of paper that that shows that you have this coverage? You get get confirmation from your broker, of course, here in in Ontario. And when you go down there, you merely initial or waive their insurance. Now, what you have to be careful is that when you rent that car in the U.S., you and your spouse are the only two people that could drive that automobile under your policy here in Ontario. If your son is going to drive it, your daughter is going to drive it, or your, your golfing buddy is going to drive it, make sure they are listed on your policy or okay. they have a policy of their own. But here's another question. They're asking extra money to, for my wife to drive the car. You know, they say to me, well, if you want my permission for the wife to drive the car, it's $9 a day. You see, David, there's a conflict here between the insurance that you have in Canada and, of course, what they're doing down there. Your insurance in Canada says that your wife is protected while operating that non-owned automobile. On the other hand, they're saying we did not give her consent to operate. Your insurance company up here can say, oh, she had no consent to operate. 
Therefore, there may be no insurance coverage for her. So they've got you on both ends here. I would strongly recommend that if you have to show another driver uh, to the car rental agency and they want their $10 a day, give them the $10 a day. Be safe. So in other words, the word fornication comes in here. (laughs) That's the clause, right? (laughs) Uh, Yes, and don't show your back on them. Interesting. What we did is we bought another car. Because we have a home down there, so mm-hmm. we just leave the other car down there. And when we go down, the car goes into my wife's name because she uses the rental car, and I just use my car. Which is fine. It's a way out of that problem. And it's also because where we live, you don't have a car. You ain't getting out of the condo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuck. And you get to a certain age, you know, you need that car, David. I bought a Mustang convertible. I love it. A red Mustang convertible. I love it. And I got to tell you, it is a chick magnet. The women just go crazy. Trouble is you can't get their wheelchairs in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> so we have an exciting show. We're going to talk to anybody who is on uh, hold. We'll take your calls, and uh, we'll we'll do that after the show. By the way, there's a couple of things I did want to mention is they're saying they're going to apply new red light cameras in Toronto. They're bought in a whole whack of these things mm-hmm. um, for $2.5 million. And they're saying that it is... Uh, a major cause of co- of reducing accidents at these intersections. And I think that's wrong. I think the real thing we're seeing now is when the lights count down. You know, that when the yellow counts down, they go 18. Oh, the crosswalk you're talking cro- about. Yeah. yeah. When it counts down, I think that actually causes people to stop for yellows and stop for, for, for reds. Well, they're supposed to. I know, but in before when it just sort of changed without that warning, right? I think that's really what's what saved a lot of uh, problems, you know, at the intersection. No, I think it's the people on their phones that aren't watching yeah. that. That's the problem. There's a comment about the new Tesla Model Three, mm-hmm. where they're saying that we're hardly ever going to get one for thirty-five thousand U.S. because they're they've put so much stuff on the original models. They're costing sixty thousand, fifty-nine five, almost doubled in price U.S., mm-hmm. which is seventy-five thousand up or down Canadian. So I would definitely think a Model 3 is really not in my future. <laughs> but for 75000 bucks, I could buy a Corvette in silver with red seats and the whole bit. Well, you can buy fully <laughs> <You> electric. <can? laughs> but you could certainly buy electric cars for way less money than that. Yeah, well, uh, what do you call it is um, the Bolt is in 40000 plus you get back 8000 I think, from the government. Mm-hmm. So blah, 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 blah. You end up paying about thirty grand for that thing. You still have to put it in a charging station, though. Right. Yeah, charging station. Uh, well, no, they're at about twelve hundred dollars now. There's not. They're not crazy. That's not too bad. No, 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 no. They're not really not crazy. So you go electric. And there's an article from. Yeah, I'm thinking of it. There's an article from the AAA in the U.S. that says that the cost of driving a new car per year is eight thousand four hundred sixty nine dollars, and the re- most of that is depreciation. So you drive that thing off the lot, it goes bump, bump, and it's already worth 25% less than mm-hmm. you bought it. But it evens out. After five years, it's more than likely uh, worth 50% of what its new car value was. Question quickly. We were talking about flood cars. Uh, yeah. What do people look out for if they, uh, if they all of a sudden see a real cheap deal on a car? A mold. Uh-huh. Smell in the car. There's a real smell in there from, mm-hmm. the, from the mold in that. Dead fish? Uh, not really, no. <laughs> Actually, if the water goes over the sills, it's considered a flood car. So yep. if, the, if it's sitting there and the water never went over the sills, it's safe to buy. But what you want to do is you look underneath the dash because there could be mud there. Silt. Silt. Look, yeah. All kinds of things. Okay, but these guys that are flipping these cars are actually taking them apart, cleaning them, putting them back together. But those are things you look at. And why they write them off is because of all the electronics that, that can get damaged. And they should be written off. I believe it, yeah. The manufacturers, it's a boom for the manufacturers. If that many cars have to be replaced, 
they're going to, we're going to be busy for a while. All right. I want to thank Fred de Cordova for coming in today. Thank Francesco. you, Fred. <laughs> Francesco. That Cordova is just... Oh, yeah, yeah. He was Rich a Johnny Carson guy. leather. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for all that great insurance information. Yeah. Mr. Cordova, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> in this kind of I've been called time. many names. <laughs> That's his, what do you call it, his poker name. Uh, thank you, Sebastian, for helping us. I'm Dave Redinger. Have a great weekend. Bye, Bye. everybody. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.